So welcome back to the Seriously in Business podcast. If you haven't seen, I actually am not alone today. I have two wonderful guests with me. These are my designers from White Deer Studios. So we've got Hannah over here. Say hi, Hannah. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and this is Vanessa. <laughs> and they are some incredibly talented designers that I have joining me to do. We're starting like a virtual studio. So that means that we don't actually work together in person, but if you hire YD Studio, you can kind of get to work with these ladies and with me and we do your branding and your graphics and all your design stuff for your business. And it's really exciting because I've always worked by myself. I never really thought I would have a team. And then one thing led to another and here we are. And technically we're opening in a few days after this podcast comes out. So stay tuned for that. Um, but I'm just so excited. And I wanted to, I guess, let you get to know these ladies because they are so incredible. They have such great stories, such a great passion for design and it's a shame if you don't get to know them. So I wanted to make this really fun. These girls have never been on a podcast before, so mm. this is something brand new for them. Um, and I'm excited to be the person helping you on that journey. <laughs> Welcome to Seriously in Business, the podcast for all things branding, design, marketing, and business strategy for your small business. Hi, I'm your host, Jackie Norton, pro graphic designer and coach at White Deer Graphic Design. This is the podcast for small business owners, aka entrepreneurs who love to have fun and take their business seriously. We'll be diving into DIY graphic design and the crucial role it plays in building a successful business. A business that is not only your passion, but is taken seriously by the world. You'll also get to learn key branding insights from yours truly, as well as gleaning marketing strategy and business advice from epic industry experts. I've supported hundreds, if not thousands of women over the last 10 years to transform their brand and design and in doing so, helping them build successful and sustainable businesses while living the life they love. And today I get to do the same for you. Join us every week for a new episode, ready to fuel you with inspiration, equip you to thrive and get you looking seriously in business. First questions first. When I first introduced these ladies on my um, Instagram, I asked them a few questions and one of them I was not happy with the answer. And so I really want to kind of get down to understand what that problem is. And I asked, what is your favorite dessert? And Hannah, what was your answer? I said cheese board, savory, not cheesecake. And I found that wildly disappointing <laughs> because like whenever someone asks for like facts about me, I'm like uh, this and this and I love cheesecake and that's like a thing, you know, and Hannah's like, I don't, I don't know. Just debunked. <laughs> Go away. I don't even like dessert. Like, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, what do we have in, have, have in common anymore? Yeah. And so like any dessert? Like, I what, don't mind small portions. I think what I don't like about slices and like cakes is they're super heavy and super okay. sweet. So like I'll eat a block of chocolate or like a cheese board, right. some fruit, like that sort of sure. thing. But I wouldn't eat, like I struggle to eat a slice of cake or gotcha. something like that. Just give it to me. Which is weird because I loved it when I was a kid. Like I loved oh, jelly slices, shifted. caramel slices. Okay, so you were normal, then yeah. you changed. Okay, and then I think I just, yeah, grew up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sure it's been fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. See, I'm a normal person yeah. and yeah. I do like cheesecake. All right, okay. So. Yeah. What's your favourite cheesecake, Vanessa? Oh, so many. Anything with raspberry and white chocolate. Mm. Oh, Anything. Sure. Anything sweet. Sure. Sweet tooth. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's really great. I tried to go off sugar recently and I did a pretty good job, but gee whiz, I miss cheesecake. Yeah, and all sorts imagine. of cake and chocolate. What's your mm. favourite cheesecake? Actually? Marble cheesecake from the Cheesecake Shop. Ooh, it's so plain and boring, good. but it's just perfection. Although they have recently changed the recipe for it oh. and I'm not – every year I get it for my mm. birthday and it's just slightly different every year and it's getting worse and worse. But That's so sad. It's still, it's, still, it's still amazing, so we're going for it. Um, mm. Okay, 
So let's get into some design conversation now. When did your love of design really start? Um, I'll go with you first, Han. Sure thing. I So I've always been creative as a kid. Yeah. Um, like I've loved, yeah, just designing. I don't even, like I used to love designing houses, like that sort of thing. Yeah, not where my brain works. Yeah. 3D spaces and not. <laughs> okay. um, so I love that sort of thing. Anything art, like I loved art class. And then, yeah, even in high school, I did visual communications and loved that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I attended more of like an academic school, so it wasn't something they encouraged mm-hmm. or – um, so it was kind of like I pursued other areas, not so much like creative endeavors, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I've always had that side. And I think, yeah, like I did an illustrator course, um, out of school that like, just to self teach myself, I feel like I should re-explain that. <laughs> Can I start again? <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah, so I did an illustrator course, um, outside of school, like in my own time, just to self teach myself. Um, and yeah, and then it, the rest is history. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Design yeah. is just, it just catches you and you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's now one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. It's so wild. All right. How, how did you get into design, Vanessa? Yeah. Uh, as Hannah said, I was always a creative kid growing up. Uh, my dad was, uh, did photography as a hobby. My mum mm-hmm. uh, is a teacher. So she had a lot of uh, uh, creative I never ways. connected those dots. Yeah. yeah. She had a lot of creative ways and loves to draw and um, make things interactive. And so I kind of grew up in the creative space. Uh, my grandma's a painter, so I often... Um, Went over to her That's house cute. and <laughs> painted things, which was wonderful. And um, did, ended up going to uni, uh, Bachelor of Communication Design and Business. And uh, the, rest, so cool. the rest is history. <laughs> as That's such a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I always like to say that Vanessa has a better, desi- better design degree than me, but I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like your uni was better than mine. <laughs> but it's fine. It's just swindling. Yes, that's plug in. <laughs> my my course doesn't even exist anymore. It wasn't good yeah, enough. Right. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's so good. Okay, and so we work with a lot of women in small business, and they. I think it's totally different working with small businesses than it is to working with large corporations and like mm. huge businesses that kind of you're working with a team and then no one's really like seeing all the actual things. Why do you love working with women in small business? What do you think makes that work really well? I'll start with you, Vanessa. I think I just love that personal connection mm. that I personally have with uh, women in business, particularly running a small business for myself and then um, being employed by other women in small businesses. And I think that there's that personal connection yeah. that you have with these kinds of people. You're able to kind of sit down, connect with them, um, just like on a deeper level, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's really beautiful. What about you, Han? I I just love seeing women have dreams and kind of like a vision and seeing that come to fruition. Yeah. And I think like being a business owner myself, like – understanding that people have dreams and just seeing that come to life especially in design I feel like it really solidifies everything and then yeah just seeing the women like female entrepreneurs get excited and confident about showing up with their brand and yeah I think that's what I really love seeing yeah. and being a part of the process it. yeah exactly I right. love like it helps with the love of the of what we do I mm. that. yeah. that's yeah. so true I like those are great answers. And I they just, just get excited. Yes, they get excited <laughs> yeah. about things. And like you send something back and like, wow, that's amazing. Because yeah. it's actually like when you, like as all of us run little businesses as well, ourselves, it's like your heart and your life is your mm. business. And when someone actually can create a graphic for that look, looks really beautiful, it's like, oh, that feels like it's me yeah. and that's special. And you, that's actually, yeah. it contributes to their success so much. And it's just so cool to get to be a part mm. of that. And yeah, it's just so much fun working with women as well. I just yeah. love, I've worked with a handful of guys in my life. And if you're a guy watching, <laughs> I love you. But 
I just work better with females, especially in the design yeah. stuff, because it's such a personal, yeah, like, is, visual thing. Mm, yeah. yeah. I think it's just because. No, I'm the same. Yeah. I've got a couple of friends that are ladies that love designing for guys, but most of us usually love women because I think we just got a similar design aesthetic and it sort of just flows mm. easier in a similar way of communicating, I guess. But yeah, it's so good. I love mm. it. I love it so, so much. Okay. And so what is your design philosophy or approach when it comes to working with your clients? Like, how do you ensure that what you design actually aligns with that business and that brand? Um, do you have any ideas, Vanessa? Mm. I think it's helping them understand what the benefits of good design is. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you can approach certain clients and they're like, I love this idea. Can you just make this better? Yeah. And they have a certain direction that they want to go in and mm. they have certain color palettes and they things that they love, but it's not exactly targeting at their audience. And that's something that we help, need to help them realize. Yeah. So throughout the brand journey, we're kind of like fleshing out, okay, what is your brand? What its purpose? Who's the audience and yeah. who you're trying to target? And so I think if we help them understand what makes their brand unique and what like how we can best present that Mm. I think that's like on the road for them to understand why they need good design and why uh what we do is like so important yeah I love that because because there's such there's like two sides of design there's one we want to make sure that the business owner loves it Mm. but that's not the only part there's this side of actually it needs to communicate it needs to attract their audience it needs to say this certain thing and communicate this their their value or their ethos and all these different parts Mm. and so yeah, getting to know the business owner and then deeper of getting to know the business and what they actually stand for and who they want to work with and why they do what they do. You can like people just like, eh, design doesn't really matter. It's just a pretty thing. It's like, no, we're actually subtly communicating so many different mm. layers. And sometimes yes. it's not always clear. Like you could look at a logo and you can totally miss the point of it, but you can also look at a logo and be like, oh, I see what they <laughs> did there. Or I see why they yeah. chose those colors. And like, I don't know if undesign, non-designers mm. do that as well, but yeah. I think to some extent we all like can look at a business and kind of start to understand like what kind of people do they work with? What kind of price point are they just from where they look? So you're getting to know the business is really important to, to, to getting that deeper level of understanding to make sure it actually aligns with the vision of the business rather than just creating a pretty picture mm. for them, which mm. anyone can do in two minutes. Like I can make you a logo in two minutes, like done, but that's not yeah. going to be yeah. strategic for what your business. Do you have anything to add, Han? Yeah, I was going to say like a non-negotiable for me is a brand strategy. Like I think it's pretty much like building a house without like a slab or like a plan to even begin with or a framework. So I think in the same way, a brand strategy or just having an idea of who your target audience is, what your goal is, and yeah, what you're trying to communicate is a big step in going the right direction. Yeah, that's so Mm. so true. All right, Han, this one is for you first. When do you feel the most creative? This is so I feel most creative either on weekends or when I'm on holidays. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> which is a blessing and a curse, but I think it's because I'm relaxed and yeah. I'm just like I love design. So even when I'm yeah on a holiday or on the weekends, I'm still thinking about it and it's just what I love to do. Yeah. So it's kind of like my hobby but also my work, so it's really hard. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. Um, I feel that. Or even I've been going running lately and yeah. after like in the mornings um, yeah. and just, yeah, I've found that I'm more creative after I do that or any type of movement, which is, yeah, it's been good. That's cool. And like, it's good mm. that you kind of know that because then yeah. like if you're feeling in, in a creative rut, which happens, if you didn't know, mm. designers feel creative ruts relatively regularly. It's like writer's yes. block. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so knowing that you feel creative after going outside mm. or doing a walk or a run or something can be a good little way to. Yeah. My usual thing is just I just have to stop doing this work and go do something else and yeah. come back to it. 
no matter what it is. I find it funny sometimes, like I'll give a job to one of these girls and like, I can tell it's taken them a little bit longer because it is a harder, more creative, a rutty kind of job. Like some jobs are really easy and some mm. jobs are like, okay, now I've got to really think about this and I've got to yeah. think of a different idea. And I just got like, like, that's why yeah. logo concepts take so long. Like, people are like, oh, you just made a quick logo concept. Like why, why did that take you two or three weeks? And I was like, because I had to sit there and think of creative ideas. And like, sometimes you get them all out in 20 mm. minutes and sometimes it will take you weeks. And a strategic and design as well that works for your brand. Yeah. <laughs> so many different things to consider. <laughs> wow. When do you feel most creative, Vanessa? Well, I'm kind of like Hannah when um, I just like take a break, sit back, for, not so much on holidays or weekends, mm. but when I take a break, sit back and kind of just like relax and like mm. de-stress a little bit. So going on walks helps. Mm. Sometimes just going around in town and then looking at other logos helps I, me. I get really um, upset when I do that because <laughs> I like look at all the logos and think they're all so much better than what I could do. I suck. <laughs> So that's why I'm just like, I can make this happen. I can make this a thing. That's true. Um, that's true. But then you also go on Pinterest, though. That's no, true. Pinterest. That's, that's a good yeah. but for designing. Honestly, it's like I even tell my students to go on Pinterest. I'm like, mm. look, if you're feeling stuck, go on Pinterest. Just even, you don't even have to know what you're going to search. Just search graphic design or something. Yeah. Just like scroll. Let mm. the images enter yeah. your brain. Yeah. And I do have something weird as well, but I love listening to soundtracks. And sometimes oh, yeah. soundtracks kind of help me yep. relax. Mm. Yeah. But that space that you're in but I do that with my clients I ask them what their song or what a song they think represents their brand and they'll give me like a couple and while I'm creating their logo I will listen to those songs yeah so I'm like if it's like in their vibe yeah Yeah. so I'm like okay yeah Yeah, or similar songs similar vibe yeah Mm -hmm. yeah or like if you're listening to a day spa listen to like really calm tranquil music and then you're like you're gonna design in the right vibe yeah so much to it Okay, what do you think is more important with design, prettiness or practicality? Mm, I think like there's a balance, but I would lean more on the practical side of things uh, because prettiness doesn't always target the brand strategically. Like it could be something that you personally like, but it doesn't necessarily target your perfect audience or your ideal audience. Yeah. Um, I kind of am a bit intentional, especially about um, women in business who love something pretty, but aren't quite reaching um, their <laughs> desired clients. So I think that sitting down with them is so important to just realise sometimes um, you need to kind of like look on the, the the outer picture, like the puzzle piece, like you're placing things together so mm-hmm. that people can see the bigger picture of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be more on the practical side of things. Cool. What about you, Han? Well, this is going to be juicy because... <laughs> I, I'm the same. I 100% agree that there needs to be a balance. Mm. But I was going to say prettiness, yeah. but let me explain because yeah, my reasoning behind this is if you're creating like a pretty design that is attractive to your ideal audience and that is like what you want to communicate mm. and attract them, a pretty design will most likely attract. If it's tailored to their preferences, you need to know your ideal audience, but if it's tailored to their preferences, it's going to more likely attract and appeal to them as opposed to, say, creating an ugly, dull design that oh, is yes. practical, but <laughs> they're not. if they're scrolling on Instagram and they it's not going to resonate, they're just going to keep scrolling. So yeah. that was my reasoning behind it. But obviously I do think practicality is a big part of that. Yeah. yeah. And you guys have nailed perfectly both sides of that argument. That's why I asked the question of like mm. they're both wildly important. And I think it depends on the on the, on the the situation too. Like if you were to have a really pretty design but it actually isn't practical yeah. like in terms of maybe it's not quite readable or the contrast isn't quite right even though the contrast mm. might look beautiful. Um, mm. Like if those things yeah. aren't working then 
no one can read it anyway, so then it's not worth it. But it is pretty, so people might stop. And it's like there's this, there's this yeah, back and forth yeah. the whole yeah. time. Yeah, I think I just get annoyed about just like the calligraphy part. I'm just like, what uh, is this? Yes. What does this read? Yeah, uh, yeah. I always teach my students gosh. don't ever use like a cursive font more than like three words unless it's like a mm. really legible cursive font, and you've double checked that a thousand times, and you've made like. Because as someone who's designing a graphic, like you've just typed out a word, mm. you don't, you know exactly what it says. So it's often, yeah. as a designer, we're always learning to like, okay, let's just stop and check that that's still readable from someone else's mm. perspective, not just my perspective. And it depends um, on your yeah. target audience. Like if you have an older target, like demographic, yep. yeah, and have need glasses or something, they're not going to be able to read a cursive font. Yep. Um, yeah, on a screen. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Th- that doesn't mean that you can't use those elements in other places yep. of design. Because mm. brands, I think. Most often people think that it's just the logo, but it's not. It's no. like the colors. It's it's mm. the um it's it's the fonts that you use. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, the elements. Yeah. It's everything. It's the and like you could have a beautiful cursive font along the outside of a design that isn't actually a communicative feature. Mm. It's just a beauty as- aspect of yeah. it, the prettiness aspect rather than the communicating aspect, and just making mm. sure that the main text is readable. Then you're fine. Use the cute cursive text. You know, yeah. like one of my clients. Ash, we use like heaps of cursive in the background of a design. It's not really there to be read at all. Like I would be really surprised to be honest if anyone did read it. Mm. It's just there to, to, to be beautiful, have a yeah. kind of that aesthetic to it. So in, in conclusion, a balance <laughs> is best. Oh, you heard it. That's first. what we do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come work with White Tooth yeah. Studio. Um, okay. Flipping, the, flipping to less design stuff now, I want to just get a bit of an insight into an everyday day in your lives because um these girls also have other things going on in their lives both, they both have like their own businesses as well as working for me and so there's plenty of things kind of going on so like what's an average day in your life look like are we going with me first or you you can go first i don't hear about the sheep but <laughs> well, i don't feature oh, in this section oh. <laughs> <laughs> i can though we'll be hearing about sheep at some point in this podcast so stay tuned <laughs> Um, yeah, I have a uh, photography business aside from uh, working with Jackie, which is really exciting. Um, so my schedule kind of varies a lot depending on when those photo shoots are. Majority of the time I either schedule them early in the morning or kind of mid-afternoon and then working with Jackie uh, fits in midday. Mm-hmm. Um, but amongst all that, uh, trying to squeeze in a bit of like myself time, a bit of work-life balance. So just kind of like going out outside, working um, with, uh, mentors and, and, and mentees mm. and, um, uh, yeah, reading, getting outside, getting active. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Do you have any pets? I used to. Yeah. Mm. I used to have a dog that I used to walk every day. Um, mm. but, uh, yeah, I'll need to get a new pet. I reckon. Really? Like, yeah. It just seemed like so much effort. <laughs> They are. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I used to have fish, and then mm. fish kept on dying, and then I got so emotionally attached to them each time, and like I oh. have little funerals for them. I put them in a little matchbox and bury them in the garden, and it would just got too distraught for so my sweet. poor little soul. But <laughs> sad. So now I don't have a dog either because I'd be so so sad. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Yes, but going on with fun pets. Oh well, I was gonna explain my day in the life of. <laughs> I just needed water. <laughs> That's fair. We'll go back. I feel like mine was way more detailed than yours. You can be because more I have a very structured day, so I cool. actually get things done. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. So pretty much, I wake up at six o'clock. No jokes. Well, I do. Um, <laughs> I it's like, just I feel like I'm going into so much detail. Um, 
but yes, I wake up usually around six yeah. and then I will obviously get ready. I will have breakfast um, and then I will plan my day. So I like to plan, like make a priority list and then block it out um, into blocks. And then I will do chores and then I will do some sort of movement. So lately I've been running or like I would do like a Pilates workout or something like that. Um, and then I jump into my work day. So if I have work for Jackie, I'll do usually her stuff in the morning, um, get that kind of out of the way. It helps me kind of get in a rhythm because <laughs> there's deadlines. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, usually I have lunch. My husband comes home, so we spend that together. Um, and then back into the work days. So I also own my own small business. So at the moment, it's just been finalizing brand guidelines and um, not guidelines, brand files and all of that sort of stuff, um, which is really exciting towards the end of a brand project. Um, and then usually around five o'clock, I'll try and knock off and I'll either go for a walk around the lake or if I need to go to IGA, I will go do that. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that really concludes my day. Have dinner. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. And then the in cook? between that, I'll visit my sheep. <laughs> which is what we were getting yeah. at before because <laughs> <laughs> you, you live on a, on a farm yes yeah i live out in bought yeah yeah that's cute mm. which is about an hour and a half yeah from where we live hence the virtual studio yeah would be yes. pretty mean if i made you come into work each other. people do that yeah. i don't i don't understand this. that's the best thing about working from home is you don't yeah. have to commute do you okay this is a yeah. question yeah. i haven't prepped you guys for that's all right do you get dressed formally for the day or do you just work in your dressing gown? I don't I don't work in my dressing gown because I feel like if I work in my dressing gown, then productivity just goes out, down the window. Interesting. I, I, I have heard of this, of, this, of this theory before. Yeah. What about shoes? I have My coach says she has to wear shoes while she wow. works. Otherwise, it's oh, not I like. I have to have shoes. Okay, good. <laughs> I thought that, that was so weird, sorry, Alex. I have, like, my standing up desk and my slippers on. Do you have a standing desk? I do. See, Lucky. that just makes me feel sad, <laughs> the idea of having to stand. I wanted to work, like, when I got a job first out of school, I wanted to make sure I wasn't a checkout chick because I just couldn't stand mm. the idea of standing for so long. And if I was going to be a checkout chick, I'd have to work at Aldi because they let you sit down. Ah, yes. I really hate standing. I love that. <laughs> so I really admire people with standing mm. desks or even those like walking treadmill ones. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not that person. Oh, no, I'm not that far. <laughs> I tried that once. I just used my actual treadmill and just put like oh, a yeah. plank of, of wood. wood across with the handles. Yeah, the and I got kind of dizzy. Like it was all right. It felt so weird though. Yeah, like, like I was like in two places at one time and I was like. Because as a designer, like people working on a, like yeah. a, on the street, just like. Usually I, if I want to focus, I have to sit down and focus. Yeah. So like walking. I was mainly doing social media stuff. I wasn't designing, yeah. so it wasn't like a thinking Because I'm like, exercise. could you, like, because often with design, we're, like, moving things pixels by pixel yeah. and, like, choosing what things. Like, yeah. could like you walk at the same details. time as doing that or is it more of, like, a typing mm. or a, I don't know. If Look, I did it once, haven't done it again. <laughs> and what are your, what's your thoughts on, on clothing while working? <laughs> I'm a mood person, so it depends what mood I'm in. Uh, so mm -hmm. if, say, say I'm in a rut and yeah. I'm just like, okay, like I just need to wear something that will help me get in the mood, yeah. I'll do that. But then yeah. if I know, like say I'm creating a logo and I know I'm going to be sitting down at my desk all day, I'll yeah. usually just wear trackies. Yeah. Or it depends yeah. if I'm doing social media stuff, if I'm filming. Yeah. That yeah, you can actually yeah, look nice for it, things. Uh, yeah. yeah. My go-to is just like a nice jumper over a yeah. really dodgy T-shirt and trackies yeah. like I'm wearing right now. It was mainly trackies, yeah. 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 Trackies are just the best. I'm glad we're all trackies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. As long as I look good from here, mm, no one on yeah, YouTube no knows. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's all fine. It's all fine. Okay. So my next question for you is: What is the favorite 
favoritist. I'm going to use that word because I think it's legit. I, the, your most favorite design project you've ever worked on. Ooh, this is a big one. Um, ever worked on? I brought up this brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was beautiful. I, I absolutely was so proud of it. I, um, it was kind of like a new uh, launching women in business. And I just took it from like the the ground up. And yeah, I'm so excited. So I worked on a brand. I worked on a logo, uh, colors, fonts, uh, everything from like start to finish. Yeah, and then even got to work on her social media side of things. Mm-hmm. And so getting that up and running. So I have a background in social media management. Yeah. Um, and then getting that from the ground up, she was actually able to like launch her physical mm-hmm. business uh, within. I think it was like two months of us working together yeah. and then actually get her ideal client like almost straight off the bat. Yeah, I was like, yes, this it's is such incredible. Yeah. I was so excited. So I was definitely really, really proud of, of that brand. I think there's nothing like um, presenting a brand that you're proud for and then the, the, the people. The client likes the it. The client loves it. <laughs> the client is also proud of this brand and then we're just working yeah. as a team to kind of um, mm, yeah. flush it all out. Flush it all out Yeah, strategically, place it on um yeah that's so cool people say like Jackie why do you think you like design and I'm like I actually think it's because I like approval and praise from people (laughs) and then when I send them a graphic and they love it it's really great Mm, it's a lovely feeling less good when they hate it because that happens too like you're allowed to not like the designs we create for you but um yeah when they love it and when they take it yeah and then when it becomes their business and they're just striving it's like I helped I was a part of that that's so cool what about you Han? I have two. Yep. So my first one is one of the brands I did with Jackie. It was just like a super fun, like bright colors, vibrant, lots of different like icons. I absolutely love working on that. So I created like social media templates, business documments, um, presentations. Just so many business documents. Yeah, it was so <laughs> I fun. I very though. glad I usually, you in that project. <laughs> usually I'm like a simple, like timeless sort of aesthetic. Mm. But to work with like a brand that was, yeah, super fun and just I was like happy the whole time I was designing. Um, And then my second one would be my current one. So I'm currently working with my own client. She is a rural brand photographer and, yeah, similar to Vanessa from the ground up. So Mm -hmm. her whole brand strategy, logos um, and design along with like other deliverables. It has been, yeah, an absolute pleasure to work with her like she I love her brand and just yeah her vision for it so it's been yeah super exciting to work with her and see it come to fruition and all come together yeah so beautiful all right so working with a client is really great but they I think clients often feel very nervous because they're handing over their whole business to practically a stranger hopefully Mm -hmm. we don't feel like strangers anymore after this episode but there's this element of okay so this is my business and the way it looks is really important and I want to hire a professional but how do I I don't know that I could trust you and how can I make sure that my ideas are heard and that what I want is is something that's there and how do we make sure that uh, we as a studio, I guess, are listening to the client? Let's pretend it's for a branding project I think they're the biggest projects where we really, really need to make sure that the client is so, so heard throughout the whole process. Mm. Vanessa, could you step us through like the different stages and ways that we make sure that we're communicating well with our clients? Yeah, so we have a four-hour white studio that are uh, hopefully after this podcast is released um <laughs> we'll be launched and um yeah we have like a step-by-step process that we have embedded that we're able to kind of like get to know the client and really focus on empowering uh those that we work with having fun at the same time of yep. course um but also collaborating with you guys so it's not just about the forms that we use um although that will help us to kind of 
uh, better understand your business. It's about kind of that face-to-face communication um, over Zoom, of course, because we're an online um, remote business. <laughs> um, so we have a lot of Zoom calls. We have discovery calls of really delving deep and fleshing out your business. And that's something that I absolutely love. Yeah. Uh, the initial chat of just like, oh, you have so many great things that we can possibly embed in a logo or the colors mm-hmm. or um, color palettes and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. it's just so good having that having that actual discussion because yeah, there's there's so, so much you just can't communicate in a form. It's like, who is your target audience? And it's like, oh, now I need to write that on a really long form. It's like, mm-hmm. no, let's actually just no. discuss this in person. You can actually just share with me your heart behind starting the business or your heart behind your target audience and why you love serving them. And then we as yeah. designers can get such a better idea of what you're about and, and what makes you tick and it's actually much more personal, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's much more personal and we get to see the heart behind what you guys actually love about your brand and why you guys are so passionate about your brand and that's what I love working with people. Mm. Um, I'm obsessed with working with people. But <laughs> that's why we also kind of get your feedback throughout the journey uh, in terms of like certain points of we'll ask feedback from your point of like, what do you think of this? Mm. Um, where do you feel like we're, we're at in terms of our design process? And so we'll be asking you those kinds of questions of, um, how do you feel about this design? What yeah, if this, me like, this is all of it and now it's, it's finished now, bye. And it's like, no, you actually get to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get to be like, no, this is good and this is bad or this is good and this is horrible or these are all really great. Can you direct me? Like, yeah, and we come up with a bunch of concepts. So in terms of um, focusing on brands particularly, we come up with a, a few concepts and we present them to you and we don't just like send them to you. We take the time to explain to you why we've chosen these kinds of ideas mm. so that you can better understand where our ideas are kind of coming up mm. from, like um, where the heart has kind of come from. And we're creating things that based off your passions and like what you present to us. And it's not yeah. just off a form that we get just on yeah. written. It's yeah. that having that relationship with you guys. One of the yeah. things that I think was Vanessa's idea that we have implemented now, it's called like the journey map. And it's like yes. a little design thing where we've like mapped out the whole process of working with us. And there's a little, like, you know, those little um, markers when you like have a GPS and it's got a little, yes. little marker kind of single symbol. We kind of like move that around on the journey planner so you can kind of see what step you're at next. And I just think that's such a great way to be like, okay, this process is less scary. These guys are hearing me. This is like a really fun kind of thing to be a part of for my business rather than feeling really overwhelmed and, and scared by the process because branding and design stuff should be fun and it can mm. be fun. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's yeah. really cool. All right, I want to finish with learning an interesting fact about both of you. Hannah, you can go first. (laughs) The moment you've all been waiting for. (laughs) So I, because I live on a farm, I have four potty lambs, which pretty much means I've raised them since birth. So I have P-O-T-T-Y or P-O-D? P-O-D-D-Y. Cute. So which I didn't. Before having potty lambs, I didn't know that's how it was spelt. I thought it was like potty, like a kid. It's <laughs> um, potty, yep. yep. Yeah, so I have Lucy, Susie, Daisy, and Remy is my Aww, newest addition. Those are such yeah. cute names. Yeah. Really cute. So I love them very dearly. Some of you probably think I'm crazy. No. Or some, some people, a lot of people will be like, oh, so when are they on the barbecue? That's oh. usually the joke that comes around. <laughs> like, that's probably dark enough. For- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Aww. they're staying with me. Yeah. They can live, I think, or 
a long time, some up to 15 years, which I didn't realise <laughs> when I adopted them. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're so cute. Yeah, it's a lifelong life commitment. <laughs> yeah. No, not life. Oh, I really expect Hannah to live more than 15 oh, more years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the grave with them. <laughs> oh, all right, what about you, Vanessa? What's an interesting fact we might not know about you? Um, I have family all over the world. Really? Mm. Yeah, I do. Um, and it's not just um, Mal- Malaysia. Yeah. Um, so half of my family is uh, in Kuching, um, cool. which is Cat City, which is fun. So there's a lot of cats. <laughs> when she went there recently, she bought me back a little cat souvenir. <laughs> it was great. My daughter loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we also have um, last time we went over, which was um, June June mm. uh, 2023, um, we were able to – our Swedish cousins came down. So oh, we were cute. able to meet – them for the first time, which was fun. Wow, um, first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we was got all good. It was quite fun. We learned some Swedish words, which was quite fun. <laughs> but I only took away fisk, which is fish, apparently. So oh, I mean, that's yeah, an yeah. easy yeah. one. No, uh, I think we're in, we were in America. I haven't visited those cousins yet, but yeah. we're still in contact with them. And um, New South Wales. And <laughs> 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 for those who don't know, New South Wales is only a few hours drive yeah. away from here. <laughs> yeah, it's not that far away. Bit, bit different from Sweden, but I, I guess it is still all over the world. Like the world can be the same country. <laughs> and China. And China. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's nice. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I have anyone in a different country. Far less interesting. <laughs> far, far less interesting. <laughs> and Ireland. There oh, we go. That's where my originated from. So did yeah. Sam's family really? did. There you go. Yeah. Oh, we're a little bit Irish. That's classic. Okay. Love it. To finish, I want to know one piece of design advice you might give a small business if they were just trying to establish their online presence. Do you want me to go first? Go first. I feel like you've got an answer ready. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I remembered it. <laughs> Didn't even have to look at my notes. Um, but I was going to say, Make sure you know your brand and what makes you unique and your target audience so that you can oh, design yes. from a space. Yeah. Yeah, of that. That was terrible wording, but oh well. <laughs> I always recommend them making personas because that helps us yep. kind of flesh out what exactly your target exactly audience right. is. Exactly right. Because then you have a visual person that you feel like you're talking to and it makes it so much easier in designing because mm. you know who you're designing to. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Is that your tip too? No, no, my, my tip, well, it's sort of in line, but um, not to be focused on just one particular design that you like. Mm. Um, when you come to a designer, we'll obviously kind of come up with our own ideas. And mm-hmm. um, if you're trying to create like an entire new brand uh, or a rebrand, for instance, um, I think it's kind of important to not be just be like focused on the mm. colors or just be like mm. focused on like all of these different things that you want. Like yep. obviously you have ideas and that's awesome, um, but to not just be like, can stride in, in, yeah like just um, holding on to this mm, one idea even though it may not be the right strategic move for your business yeah yeah because um like some of the time like it it might work for your business mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll obviously say that it does but yeah. then sometimes it's not the best for your business because it's not quite mm. targeting your audience yeah and i think that's kind of what hannah was yeah. getting at um is to fully flesh out who you're targeting, um, mm. your products also your services too yeah i think that's one of the things about hiring a designer is you can be like these guys know their stuff. I can actually trust, I can bring my ideas, but I can also trust them to take my ideas mm. and then move them in the right direction. It's actually going to help my business rather than if you choose to go the DIY route, thinking about that, those things and having it all decided for yourself is really great. But if you are choosing to hire a designer, like like using our team, then mm. having that 
having some ideas, but also holding them loosely enough that you can let a professional be like, actually, I love this. But yeah. if you thought about this and you're like, oh, actually, yeah, mm. that could be so much better. Thank you for suggesting that. And I can see that that could actually work. So, mm. yeah. yeah. I think a, th- a bit about like the White Deer Studio is that we give you guys feedback on your brand of what you can do next. So we don't leave you guys just hanging at the end of your uh, like um, journey. And it's just like, mm. bye, <laughs> giving you a logo. Uh, we're actually kind of like, here's some advice. Yeah. <laughs> here's mm. some things that you can take on to grow your business. Yeah. 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 It's a whole design because design is just so holistic. It's not just, yeah, about that mm. pretty picture about like a, you can make a quick logo on Canva in two seconds. It's, it's so much deeper and more more holistic in that. Yeah. So that's really it's cool. It's an ongoing thing. Mm. Oh, there's sure. so much ongoing. Sorry about yeah. that. It's a bit, <laughs> a bit annoying that it's ongoing, but it's true. Like if you've got mm. If you've got any sort of visual aspect of your business, it's always going to be ongoing and growing and mm. evolving and changing and mm. new things being shared on your social media and updates on your website and updates on your flyer because businesses mm. are organic moving things. Yeah. Design yeah. doesn't stop it. You're just getting a logo. Yeah. Design like um it touches everything. Yeah. Your brand is everything. <laughs> yeah. So true. All right. Yeah. Mm. That's so good. Thank you for joining me today, ladies. Thank you for hand making the trip. <laughs> further than That's Vanessa, bad. but thank you, Vanessa, Thanks for also making Just 10 minutes away. <laughs> so much further. Um, mm-hmm. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you and getting to know you even more so. So thank you for being here. For anyone who would like to work with us, the studio will be opened on the 31st of August. So mm-hmm. in the evening, not in the daytime, <laughs> there'll be a link to join the wait list in the description. And so mm-hmm. make sure you hit that if you are watching this early, or if not, you can head to that same, I'll replace the link at some point and you can actually head straight to booking us. And so I've, we've already got, we've got some things in the works already. So make sure that if you do have some timelines you want us to stick with, that you jump in early so that we can put you on the, on the wait list and bring in the schedule and put you into our calendar because there is so much happening. I'm so excited to show you how incredible the work of these ladies are um, and help your business to grow because yet as we've talked about so much design is not just about that prettiness it's Mm -hmm. about communicating it's about making things pretty enough to draw people in but then communicating those things ongoing and outward and empowering you in that process and we didn't mention today but one of the things that we love to do is not only creating your brand but also creating templates a lot of the packages we have available is like a set of 12 social media templates so that we give you those things on canva with a quick tutorial so that you can actually use those things ongoing for yourself rather than having to hire us every single time when i do a social media post we can actually empower you to create those things for yourself so so much to do so much to be excited about and we're so excited to hopefully work with you in the future so thanks for joining me ladies i will see you in my emails very soon (laughs) (laughs) bye thanks shaki well you don't have to be sad this episode is over there is more i would love to see you over on my instagram at white deer gd and we can chat we can catch up you can see what's going on you can see all the different tips plus if you'd like more freebies or more information or more help just head to my website at whitedeer.com.au see you next week